Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your touch. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord today. Lord bless you. you may be seated. Good to see everyone that's in church today. Lord bless you for coming to the house of God to worship Him. That's what we're here for is to worship and magnify the Lord. To give Him glory because we're serving a God that is worthy of all of our praises. Amen. Is God worthy of your praise today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for all of God's mercy and His hand of protection keeping about us and keeping us from harm and danger. And I am thankful for this glorious truth today. Amen. Brother Duplessis was talking about the truth this morning. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. I'm glad I've been buried in Jesus' name. Glad I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And uh, God is just wonderful, and He is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. We want to remember a revival starting next Sunday and uh, looking forward to a great move of the Holy Ghost. Brother Boyd will be here with us. Don't know how long it will last. We're just going to not put a date on it. We're just going to have church and uh, see what God is going to do for us. I believe God's got something good in store for us today. And um, just believe God to fill people with the Holy Ghost and uh, get get out, be a witness, and and uh, tell somebody about God and about church, and uh, invite backsliders to the house of God, and let's see God do something great for us. How many wants to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost? Amen. Want to see God do something? Hey, it'd be great to come in here and and uh, see new people sitting on every pew in this church. Amen. And uh, we were i uh, like to see God do something great for us. So let's be praying, be fasting. I want you to uh, focus on someone, uh, family member, backslider, neighbor, uh, somebody uh, that you know that you've been witnessing to. I want you to focus on that person and uh, be fasting and praying. You say, oh, that fasting business is hard. I know it's difficult. And uh, I tell you what, after about four hours, God's got my attention. He can tell me anything he wants to tell me. And, uh, but it's good to push back the plate every once in a while. And uh, see, it's, it's good for the spirit and it's good for the body also. And uh, let's be praying, be spending some extra time in prayer and uh, believing God to do something good and to feel that person get you a name. If you have to write it down, put it on your mirror when you're getting up every morning that you'll see it and remember to pray for that person. And uh, let's see God fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. I believe God will hear and answer prayers. How about you? How about the rest of you? Everybody wake up. Might need to stretch a little bit and uh, stretch out and get awake, get kind of limbered up and loosed up and and uh, let's have church for a few minutes today. I believe God's going to do something for us in this house. Amen. Amen. Don't forget Youth Rally Friday night. Uh, 
and uh, Brother Brad Lambeth from Brazil will be preaching for us and uh, looking forward to a great time in the Lord. We're not sure if he will be here next Sunday morning or not. Uh, when he comes to the States, he likes to try to uh, touch bases with as many churches as he possibly can. I told him I certainly understood uh, that. It's, um, we hate, hate it, but his wife is not able to come this time. And uh, we want to pray for her. She's going through a very difficult time in her life. And uh, ask God to strengthen and help her. And uh, looking forward to God doing something great in this place Friday night. And the uh, youth rally will start at 7.30. And uh, we do uh, ask, just because you're not young any longer, doesn't mean that you shouldn't come to church. We're going to have a great time. And uh, come help and promote our youth. And uh, the good Lord willing, we got everything on schedule for our New Year's Eve fireworks show. We're going to do it Friday night after service if it's not raining again. And uh, so if it is, we'll reschedule it. We'll probably put it off till next New Year's Eve. But uh, anyway, uh, we're going to have a great time and uh, free food and good fellowship and great church. And we're looking forward to that. And uh, we have uh, scheduled our anniversary service will be March the 10th, the good Lord willing, if nothing changes between now and then. And uh, Brother Townley from Jennings will be preaching for us that service. It will be a 2 o'clock service. And uh, so one service that day afterwards we'll have fellowship and food. And uh, looking forward to that, ask you to be uh, faithful to the house of God, be faithful in this revival. Commit yourself to faithfulness. Amen. We all want God to do something, but we don't even care if we're here when God does it. Be faithful to the house of God. Can I get a witness? Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. We'll read a few passages of Scripture there. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. Very, very familiar passage of Scripture, especially to us Pentecostals. And uh, that has this Pentecostal experience. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord, you may be seated. <clears throat> I want to uh, maybe just stir up some of your minds by the way of remembrance today and uh, not preaching any new thing, but preaching the same old message. Brother Duplessis already touched base on a lot of what I have to say this morning, but I want to preach to you for a few moments today from this subject, 
It's more than just religion. It is more than just religion. Reading from Acts chapter 2, you find what was going on on the day of Pentecost. We are in a society today that the word Pentecostal has kind of caught on fire. Used to, it was, uh, <clears throat> was kind of looked down on, and uh, people made light of a Pentecostal and, and uh, their Pentecostal experience. But today in uh, the religious world, uh, everybody wants to be called, well, not everybody, but a lot of churches want to be called Pentecostal. When you look into the phone book and you look under uh, the yellow page directory or you do a search for Pentecostal churches, you will find many, many different churches that would label themselves as Pentecostal. What is Pentecost? Amen. Pentecost is just a feast day. It was a festive day. That was, I believe, 50 days after the Passover. Passover, They had a, a day of, of festivities called the Day of Pentecost. But what made Pentecost really stand out was what happened in the second chapter of the book of Acts. Uh, the history that we have that records what took place that day set the day of Pentecost aside. It changed it forever from being just a day of festivities to a word that is widely known. I would even go so far as to say as worldwidely known. The day of Pentecost became a, a, a life-changing experience that day. And we find that, that the scripture said in Acts chapter, or let's go back to Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 26, uh, the importance of what took place on the day of Pentecost. And that is referred to in Galatians 4 and 26. It says, but Jerusalem, which is above, is free which is the mother of us all. The scripture said that Jesus was speaking to his disciples and those who had gathered with him there before he ascended into glory in Acts chapter 1. He tells them, and being assembled together with them, verse number 4 and 5, with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Jesus told those that were together with him that day, now don't scatter just yet. It's not over this is not the end, but this is only the beginning. 
There is more in store for you. You will find in John chapter 14, you can go back and read the scripture where Jesus was telling his disciples, his disciples, his chosen disciples about what was going to take place and telling them that I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to come back. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going, the comforter is going to come. And uh, I am with you now, but I shall be in you. And then they are looking at Jesus ascending into glory. And Jesus tells them, now, now their hopes are shattered because it did not happen according to their plan. But Jesus said, go back to Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem and uh, wait until you be endued with power from up on high. And I want you to tarry there because remember John baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. It was important for the disciples and the followers of Jesus to go back and wait for the promise. This, what we have today, is far more than just a, another religion. The world is full of religions. You can look today, and uh, I've heard it said on the radio and advertisement, find the church of your choice, attend church today but the world does not need a just another church amen amen there is there is unchurched areas all across the world and even in the united states of america but we don't need just another church sealsby doesn't need just a a church that says first pentecostal church of seals be on it. That's not what this community needs. This community needs more than just a religion. But we have got to have an experience from God. Amen. We have got to have a touch from God. We have got to come in contact with a life-changing experience. Amen, and that's what this Holy Ghost will do for you. First of all, when we look at uh, the book of Acts church, we will study and find what they believed. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of people and a lot of different denominal people say, oh, you can't base a, a, an experience on the book of Acts because it's just a book of history of what the apostles did. If you want to have what the apostles had, you got to do what the apostles did. Amen. The only way we can find that is going to the book of Acts and reading and studying about what they did and what they received. And let me tell you today, what they received is truly important to our life and living for God. Number one, the, the book of Acts church believed that Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is 
one Lord. Amen. They did not believe in a triune Godhead because there is no such thing as an holy trinity. It's not in the Bible. It's something that men concocted of their own ideas and their own philosophies and their own opinions. But ever since the beginning, God stepped out and God created. When you read the Bible from beginning to end, you won't find but one God. Amen. He said, teach your children when you get up in the morning that hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Teach them when you go to bed at night and when you sit down at the dinner table that hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. That's what we are missing today. The importance of the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. It's more than just a religion today. It is a revelation experience that God has got to speak to you. Amen. Amen. Explaining the Godhead is not some mystery that no man can understand. That's the first thing they'll tell you about the Trinity that no man can understand it. You can't figure it out because there's no Bible to back it up. Amen. Isaiah chapter 46 and verse number 5 says, To whom will you liken me? They say co-equal, co-existent, and co-eternal. But the scripture says, To whom will you liken me? And make me equal. And compare me that we may be alike. Who is this? This is Isaiah prophesying what the Lord would say to his people. Who are you going to equal me with? Who are you judging me by? Who are you comparing me by? Amen. Isaiah 46 and 9 says, Remember the former things of old. I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Amen. That kind of demolishes right there the triune Godhead of co-equal, co-existent, and co-eternal. Amen. Because God said there's nobody like me, there's never been one before me, and there's never one coming after me. I am God and I am God alone. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. What people cannot understand is and cannot figure out that God is a spirit. Amen. John chapter 4 and verse number 24. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and Jesus is that ex he is that expressed image of God Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 15 who is the image of the invisible God amen who is he speaking of the firstborn of every creature 
He is speaking of Jesus Christ who is the image of the invisible God. Amen. 2 and 9 says, For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. Not just a third of the Godhead, but the Scripture said, For in Him dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians 2 and 10 says, And ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. The only way that the church is going to be complete is preach here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. The only way that the saints is going to be complete is to be buried in the only name that he is able to remit sins and forever wash them away. People say, oh, that's varied. There's a controversy about this. There's different opinions, different ideas, different philosophies. But the scripture said in 1 Timothy 3.16. Amen. I want to tell you, if you ever can quote a scripture, you need to get ready and get willing and, and apply yourself and to know what 1 Timothy 3.16 says. Amen. Without controversy. There's not even any discussion. Amen. There's no reason to discuss the matter. There's no, there's no schisms in this. Great is the mystery of godliness. Amen. They say, oh, it's a mystery. Amen. Great is that mystery. But God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Amen. Who was? Who was? Great is the mystery of godliness. God, the scripture said, God was manifest in the flesh. God stepped down and he robed himself in the flesh. The man, Jesus Christ. Amen. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. Who was? Jesus was. He preached unto the Gentiles. Who preached unto the Gentiles? Listen at me, young people. You've got to know this. You've got to get it not just in your head, but you've got to get a revelation in your heart that no man can take it from you. I don't care what you hear a preacher say. Amen. The book says God was manifest in the flesh. Hallelujah. Jesus preached unto the Gentiles. Jesus was believed on in the world. And we've already read it. When he was ascending in the first chapter of the book of Acts, who was? Jesus was received up in the glory. Amen. He said, God, 
God, God was manifest in the flesh. Amen. That is something. There is no way this morning that I could put enough emphasis on the importance of hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. I want to tell you guys, listen at me, young boys, young teenagers, you know you don't want to be referred to as boys, young men, teenagers, and young ladies, amen, when you go out searching for somebody to spend the rest of your life with, you make sure they know that hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. Amen. If you hear the preacher gets up and says something about the Trinity in a positive way, you say, uh-uh, this is not the way that I'm supposed to go. Amen. Because I have a revelation of who the mighty God in Christ is. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my spirit. Amen. When God revealed to me who he really is. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That is important. That's more important than what they look like. That's more important than what their name is. That's more important than the size of their bank account. That's more important than their education. Is do you know who Jesus is? Amen. Don't get confused who he is. Amen. Don't let some school teacher tell you that there is three persons in the Godhead. Don't let some professor tell you that there is no God. Amen. I want to tell you, I know there's a God without a shadow of a doubt. And I know who his name is. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise. You ought to just shout about that. If you know who Jesus is, you ought to lift your hands, lift your voice, and give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that I know who you really are. Hallelujah. 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 First, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, is one Lord. It's more than just a religion. Amen. You ever heard anybody say, well, what's the difference between y'all and the church down the street? Amen. There, there, there's a big difference. Amen. There is a, a difference. There's a great gulf between us. Amen. If they don't believe that hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one Lord. You know, you know they say, oh, man, everybody else has fallen into this, this Trinitarian doctrine. Amen. Let's get passive. Let's get, let's get politically correct. Let's have, let's have dialogue together. Amen. If I recollect correctly, dialogue, you have to have something in common, number one. We don't have anything in common. 
Amen. We don't have anything in common. We're on totally different, different planets. Amen. Because I know that Jesus is a mighty God in Christ. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. Amen. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He, it is important that we look back in the book of Acts and find out what happened on the day of Pentecost. Number one, we find that they believe that hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one Lord. Number two, we hear, we read in our text in verse number four, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. This is what happened on the day of Pentecost. The infilling of the Holy Ghost is a must. Amen. Speaking in tongues, that's just what you're going to do when you get the Holy Ghost. That's just going to happen when you receive the Holy Ghost. It's not maybe, it's not possibly, it's not seeking the Lord for a prayer language. Amen. But those who were filled with the Holy Ghost, the Scripture said that all that were there on the day of Pentecost, amen, there was the disciples of Christ, the chosen disciples, the followers of Christ. Then there was Mary, the mother of Jesus. The Scripture said that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is what happened. Now everybody that wants to be Pentecost must believe that this is what you must do to become a Pentecostal. Because this is what happened on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Ghost was poured out. Then the scripture tells us that they begin to gather in there in Acts chapter 2. All the devout men, it was noise abroad. It got noisy in the house of God that day. Amen. People want to keep it quiet in church. No music in the church. No excitement in the church. No running in the church. Amen. No shouting in the church. But my Lord, they'll get on the dance floor and act like a fool for the devil. Amen. When I come to church, I come to have a time in the Holy Ghost. If it calls for running, let it happen. If it calls for sitting, let it happen. If it calls for shouting, let it happen. Amen. I was, uh, I was up at the lake one day and I was fishing and, and uh, girls was with me. I can't remember who all was with me, but I know I had my girls there and we were fishing along. A boat pulled up beside us and got to talking to us and, and uh, they could tell. Another thing about Pentecost, you can tell, you don't have to ask, you can most of the time tell. And uh, they could tell that we were Pentecostal, and the, the guy got to talking to us. He wanted to know where we went to church. We told him, he said, yeah. I said, that's the church there on Highway 92 North. I said, yes, sir. Right past the shopping center there. I said, yes, sir. He said, man, said y'all must have a time in that place. I said, oh, we do. He said, y'all get excited and shouting. Carry on, don't you? I said, yes, sir, we sure do. He said, I come by there one Sunday night. He said, and there was people running on the outside of the building. 
I said, we just get so, so keyed up on the inside sometimes. We've got to go outside and, and let the spirit out the doors a little bit. People would say that's crazy, and I admit, it's crazy. Amen. It's foolish. Amen. But God has chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. It's foolish what they were doing last night. It's foolish what the world will be doing today. It's foolish how they conduct themselves. But don't call me just a fool, but call me a fool for Christ's sake. When I lift up my hands and I lift up my voice and I magnify Him because He delivered me from sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Then we find that they asked the question when all the, the hierarchy got there, all the religious leaders finally made it to church. All the dignitaries finally got into the house of the Lord and uh, they all come in there and they begin to see what was going on. They, that, that's the deal. That, that's the catcher right there. When people just would just see us, they think we're crazy. And when people just know what we do in the house of God, they think that we're the oddest bunch of people they ever seen. Because it's not just a religion. But once they step into the house of God, and they feel the power of God, Amen. These people thought that what was going on in the upper room thought that they had lost their mind. But when they stepped into the upper room, they said, what shall we do? And then the apostle Peter stood up with the other disciples. He said, repent. Be baptized. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, a lot of people would say that baptism does not matter. You can get baptized if you want to, or you don't have to if you choose not to. Well, the formula that they are baptizing in, you might as well not. Because they're not doing it the right way. The scripture tells us that Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 19. And this is what they like to hang their hat on. But they are totally wrong in what Jesus was saying. He said, go ye therefore the great commission and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Number one, Father is not a name. It's a title. Son is not a name. It's a title. Holy Ghost is not a name. Amen. These are not the name. What is the name of the Father? Isaiah chapter 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, 
the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I want to tell you, chills just run all over me. Amen. When I understand who He really is. For unto us a what is born, a child is born. Amen. This was a prophecy of Isaiah about what was to take place in Matthew in the New Testament, what they were to record. Amen. John, John chapter 14 and verse number 8 says, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, Philip, and you still don't know me when you have seen me you have seen the father hallelujah 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 when you look at me Philip I've been with you I've been around you when you look at me you're looking at the father when you see me you have seen the father John chapter 14 and or excuse me John chapter 14 and verse number 10 believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me the word that I speak unto you I speak not of myself but the Father that dwelleth in me he doeth the works. Amen. Who is he talking about? He said, me. Who is me? Me is Jesus. That's who is speaking. Look in your Bible. It's written in red. When you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So we find that Jesus is the name of the Father. What is the name of the Son? Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 and she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. Amen. It's quite evident. Most people will agree that they have the name of the Son and His name is Jesus. Amen. We find that the Scripture said, Amen, when we look and we find what the name of the Holy Ghost is. John chapter 14 and verse number 19. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. 14 and 20 at the day ye shall know that I am in my Father and ye in me and I in you. Now you look at the scripture and you'll find that Jesus is telling them about the Comforter. We find in verse number 26 but the Comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name. In the name of Jesus, in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, amen, this is what the scripture teaches. That when you look, you find the name of the Father is Jesus. You look, you find the name of the Son is Jesus. When you look in the scripture, you will find that he said the Holy Ghost is going to be saved in my name so the proper way to be baptized 
of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can look in your Bible today and you can study it through and through from the day of Pentecost to the very end. You will not find anybody being baptized in any other way than in the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus, or in Jesus' name. Amen. You find that Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38, Peter which was given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. What was Jesus talking about? He said, Peter, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I want to tell you that the apostle Peter stuck, stuck those keys in the key lock. And he opened up the key of salvation to the New Testament church when he said you've got to repent. Amen. You've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost and you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The door of the New Testament plan of salvation came wide open where we are able to experience it in God's house today. Hallelujah. 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 Acts chapter 19, verse number 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Who was this? This was the disciples of John the Baptist. When Jesus said, of men that are walking, there is none greater than John the Baptist. But the Apostle Paul said, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, We have not so much as heard if there be any Holy Ghost. And he said, Then how were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. And Paul laid his hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. How? Amen. They spoke in other tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. And then he took them to the water and baptize them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Hallelujah. 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 You'll find Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. A devout man, a praying man. Amen. A good man, a giving man, a faithful, committed man. But he began to pray. And the Lord told him, said, go get one. And he's going to tell you what to do. Who did he get but the Apostle Peter? The first time that the Holy Ghost was poured out to the Gentiles. And Peter was wondering about going and praying for Cornelius because he was not a devout Jew. Amen. But Jesus said, what I have cleansed, never call common or unclean. This lets me know that this one God apostolic tongue talking Holy Ghost experience is unto me and to you and to your children and all that are afar off. Amen. Anybody that wants to repent, the Holy Holy Ghost is for you today. Anybody that wants to submit to the call of God, it's for everybody today. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to hurry. Amen. I might not get through, but I promise I'll quit. Amen. Cornelius begin to pray. He goes and sends somebody after the apostle Peter. When Peter gets there, 
he goes back to the house of Cornelius and they begin to pray and while Peter yet spake unto them Acts 10 and 44 if you want to be a Pentecostal you better find out what they is doing in the book of Acts if you ain't doing it take Pentecost off of your door amen that was weak but it's the truth hallelujah Acts 10 and 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. 45, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. Amen. The folks that the apostle Peter took with him, they were astonished. And they could not believe it as many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was the Holy Ghost poured out. Amen. Out the gift of the Holy Ghost was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 46. And they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. Amen. When Peter laid his hands on them, the scripture said as he prayed for them, amen, as they heard the word of God, the Holy Ghost began to fall on them. And they went back and they told them, said, I know they received it just like we did. How did you know it? Because I heard him speak with tongues. Amen. Everybody in the book of Acts church that received the Holy Ghost spoke with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came and they spake with tongues and prophesied. When you look at the book of Acts church, you will find that Pentecostals is more, more to it than just religion. Amen. There's more to it than just, oh man, I'm a Pentecostal. We're a Pentecostal. Everybody's a Pentecostal. And let me tell you this, that when they had this experience, their life was forever changed. They no longer looked the same. They no longer acted the same. They no longer conducted themselves the same. Because when you come in contact with God, God forever changes your life. You don't come to the altar and be filled with the Holy Ghost and walk down into a baptistry and go under in the name of Jesus Christ and never have a change in your life. Because when you do that and you are committed to God, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. First Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 7 through 10. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious. But of them that be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. What was the apostle Peter was talking about? They rejected Jesus Christ, but he has been made the head of the corner. A, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumble at the word, 
being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. There's some that will not receive this message. They're being disobedient to the Word of God. But then he turns and he says, But ye are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So when Jesus calls us out of darkness, you are a light. You are a city that is set up on a hill. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. They come to the music. And it's just about over. You are a city that is set up on a hill. That should never have to come out of your mouth. I'm a Christian too. That you had to tell somebody and explain to them, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Amen. We've got too many Christian twos and not enough people that has been changed by an experience when they come in contact with God. I'm not interested in something that is formal, something that is passing and something that is fading but I'm interested in something that is real and genuine and forever life-changing. This Holy Ghost has changed me from day one, and it still works on me and changes me today. It's a work in process. It just continues to go on and on and on and on of God working and God changing and God molding and God making us into what God wants us to be you are a peculiar people it does not say that you're weird and this word here used in this scripture peculiar is not meaning weird or odd amen but it's chosen and you are chosen to succeed in God you are a peculiar people to show forth the praises of him who had called you when you walk down the street, there's got to be a different, different step in your gait. There's got to be a different look on your face. There's got to be a different way of you conducting yourself. Now, we believe in one God. We believe in baptism in Jesus' name. We believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost, but I done got to meddling now when I talk about how it'll change you. Oh, boy, don't get quiet on me now. We're to the good part. Amen. But it will change your life. It will change the way you conduct business. It will make you from a thief to a liar and a cheat to a good man or woman. That's what the Holy Ghost will do. I don't think there was anybody in biblical times that was scared to do business with the Apostle Paul. He was a businessman. He was a tent maker. Go down there to, to Paul's shop. Used to be called Saul. He was a dirty scoundrel then, but now he's Paul. He has changed. 
Why did he change? It wasn't because he just changed his name, but because God changed his heart. Amen. It'll still do the same thing. Man, oh, so-and-so, it was a bad, bad, bad boy, bad man, bad woman before they come to God. But when God stepped in and changed them, hey, they're on the up and up. You don't have to worry about them no more. They're right. They're holy. They're righteous. They love God. Amen. When they tell you, when they tell you something, you can depend on it. Well, that Holy Ghost works. The Holy Ghost will still make you love your neighbor. Mm, 40 miles out to sea and done hit a stump. But the Holy Ghost will still make you love your neighbor. The Holy Ghost will even make you love your wife. Make you love your husband. It'll change them. Amen. Not pick them up and change them, but change them from the inside out. Make them a new creature. Some of you wants them to pick them up and put somebody else in their place. That's not what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost changes you from the inside. Amen. He makes a new creature out of you. Amen. He'll make, he'll make you love your dog. Your dog won't be scared of you when you walk up. Why? Because I come in contact with more than just a religion, but I come in contact with a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and worship Him together. Thank you, God. Why don't you give God some praise for this glorious truth today? Thank you for the truth. Oh, are you thankful you know who Jesus is today? Hallelujah. 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 I praise you. Come on. Come on, church, let's lift up our voice. Let's lift up our head. Let's lift up our hands and magnify the Lord together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Go ahead, sing. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I was nothing until I come in contact with God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 I'm thankful that I know who Jesus is. I praise you, Holy Ghost. I praise you, Holy Ghost. I praise you, Holy Ghost. Why don't we just step out from where we're standing this morning, make our way to this front and lift our hands toward heaven. If you're in this house today and do not know Him and the power of the Holy Ghost and never been baptized in Jesus' name, let me encourage you to do so today. It's absolutely the best thing that will ever happen in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. 
I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, Holy Ghost. God, you are great. God, you are wonderful. God, you are mighty. Hallelujah. 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 I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory. God, I praise you. God, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today.